the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my memories. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and say so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and it's supposed to be a Christian band. I was kind of like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon alongside Ed. What's up? One of those days, you just want to rip someone's head off or pack a chainsaw or whatever Fred Durst said. Yeah. Break somebody's face tonight or something. Yeah. So uh, I'm annoyed. You want to hear something funny? So, like, my, my, so we have a Facebook page, right? And normally I do the most interaction with it because everybody doesn't really pay attention. Uh, so I figured I would just like take care of it and just take everybody off the admin. So I direct, cause I own it because I'm the one that took initiative to start it. So they're all mad because I took them off and I explained why. And I was like, well, I can interact with people real quick. Then you guys, Oh, we still need to be on it. <laughs> so Yeah. Kind of goes back to what I said before about certain things as if someone gets concerned. Yeah, but about, it suddenly matters. Yeah, like some when they get removed from something, then all of a sudden it matters, but they've had access to it for how many years and not once they've done anything. Just like when someone, hey, I can't play the show for a while. I'm having something done. Okay, well, we're going to have someone sub in for you. Well, you can't do that. You guys can't do anything because I'm not available. Well, that's right. fucking... If you're really concerned by the actions of others and you're worried about your spot, then you're not that great of a band member in the first place. Sure. So that's just my opinion. Right. <laughs> if a Facebook I mean, thing I had makes to, you worried, then that's clearly. I had to learn others. all like I had to learn video editing and like actually like, you know, uh cut and paste uh, Photoshop because that's the important skills you gotta learn. And if I have to make something up real quick, I do it. I've always been in your situation to where I'm always the one that had to do everything. I understand the frustrations. Being band dad or being the voice of reason to grown-ass adults and taking care of grown-ass adults is pathetic sometimes. Right. But yeah, I feel the pain. And we're still arguing about it, which is funny. <laughs> I don't know. Listening to everyone else on this podcast and dealing with the shit that they've dealt with, it kind of reinforces as to why I'm not at 100% dedicated to wanting to find a band at this rate because i just don't want to deal with the bullshit that it entails well like i said i told them it was a silly move fine i'll re-add you but if you're going to get upset whatever again i'd rather just like hurry up and in interact with the anybody who interacts with the page because mm -hmm. they would have probably said no we just still want to be on it but you don't interact we had a lot if you go through all the messages a lot of them were unread not messages but comments and i always 
you got to interact with the page. And then they're like, oh, well, we're at work. I'm like, this is even afterwards. There's like unwritten shit and I can see it. So yeah. there's, a, there's a big responsibility when you're trying to run a band. And I think having too many people involved in certain aspects does make it harder, especially when right. you're trying to like conduct a business sense and other people reply to something that you didn't want them to reply to. Or they have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. It makes things difficult. Or right. <laughs> years ago, uh, we had a band member that was using our MySpace page as a way to pick up girls, and they all thought they were talking right. to me. I was like, what the right. fuck are you doing? I'm not saying that would happen, but like, you ever notice like, if you are not logged out of your page, you might accidentally page under that name. Just little things. Send a, a dick pic to some unsuspecting person right. from a band. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying that would happen, but like, I was just trying to help the band as far as that goes. One less thing they have to worry about. Because obviously they weren't paying attention to it like they should have. So then I'm just, they're just like a couple of them are ang angry at me, even though I'm not mad at them. Cause one assumed I was mad. I was doing it. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to cut the corners here and like cut the middleman out. Some people want to be involved in it. Others they could give two shits less. So I'm I saying mean, suddenly it's an issue. Like, oh man. Like, the thing that I was trying to do last year, I said, I didn't want anything to do with a Facebook. I didn't want anything to do with booking. I just want to be a vocalist. Right. And that is, if I do find a band again, that's all I want. I don't want to have to be in charge of everything. I don't mind helping out here and there, but I don't want the responsibility. So someone else can take the initiative to run the shit. Right. Well, we've got a guy from England waiting to get on here. So anyone out there wants to be on an episode of Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at darksidethescene.com. We'll get you scheduled. But yeah, we're going to bring him on in. So hang tight. I'd like to take this time to welcome our guest, Hugo, to the show. Hugo, thanks for coming out and talking to Ed and I. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Uh, first podcast, so I'm ready to uh, explore it and get going. Well, for, first podcast ever? First podcast ever, yeah. Yeah, that's always scary, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and apologize that the first podcast you had to come on is ours. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> uh, <it's>, oh. <laughs> You got to start somewhere, but no, it's, 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 uh, it's cool. I, I wanted to do a, a podcast so many times, but I just never quite know, quite knew how to, uh, how to get it going. So, uh, it's, uh, it's cool to kind of get this experience and see what it's like. Hmm. I, it's more like a phone call and then they just record it and the audio is better is how I look at it. That's about it. I think, I don't know. That's what it <laughs> yeah. feels like. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, but I've been doing podcasts, so I don't know the ins and outs of podcasting. I just know right. that how to do it. <laughs> like I record it and I upload it. I don't know yeah. what else there is to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can I can get semi decent audio and probably roughly take out some of the background noise, and but. I think the the interesting or the harder part with podcasts would be kind of coming up with the questions that get people on a tangent, and then from there they just branch off and asking the the kind of thinking questions. Right. We don't really have we don't ask questions on those podcasts. <laughs> we don't require no, we... any thinking. <laughs> right. <Fair enough. laughs> well, I guess I'll ask when. So, how long have you been playing, Hugo? Um. So there are a few answers to that question. I I started drumming when I was 10 or so. Nice. Which was uh 12 years ago. 
Um, I did that for a couple of years just with teaching, uh, being taught from a, a really good teacher. He then moved for a couple of years, then moved back. So I kind of stopped for a couple of years and then started again. And then, uh, was it 20, 2016, I really got, got back into it properly and started kind of playing around at school. Um, and then from there, 2017 came guitar, bass, singing, the rest of it. Um, but I've been kind of gigging properly uh, for a couple of years, um, but only uh, as a kind of working musician for the last seven, eight months or so. Hmm. For for yourself or like other bands, correct? Well, a mixture because I've got my own band, which I'm okay. front man and singer and guitarist on. Hmm. Uh, there's a uh, my kind of second band, which is uh, I'm drummer for, but I also do some singing or backing singing. Hmm. Then there are kind of other bands where I'm just a drummer and I just kind of show up, show my face and bugger off afterwards uh you know but I, I, or or i do i host open mic nights i do solo gigs duo gigs uh i try and do it all as much as i can nice so i guess i was yeah. gonna ask uh what genre of music do you play yeah. um well the basic answer is kind of rock and roll um uh everything's kind of in the style of Rolling Stones, ACDC, uh, Leonard Skinner, that kind of stuff. Um, all with, all sometimes infused with a little bit of uh, modernity. So it, it's kind of updated and not the same old, you know, 12 bar blues chord progression. Um, we do a mixture of covers, well, mainly covers, but we're we're introducing more and more originals um uh into the main bands that i'm in sweet so i guess here comes the fun question so what kind of uh nightmarish things have you faced in your requests for gigging and bands and you know the nitty-gritty of why the show exists <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of the scene yes your scene. So well, actually, uh, we'll get back. How is your scene where you live? Where, where do you live exactly? So um, I I live in Bedfordshire, which is about mm. an hour north of London, an hour's hour's drive north of London. Okay. Um. And that there is there is quite a a music community in Bedford. It's 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 a very weird one. It, it's not like a, a community in a big city, hmm. um, because everyone knows everyone and every known everyone knows what everyone does and it's you know with bands there you've only got a f quite a small finite number of people to to choose from so there's a lot of kind of we call it band incest so we you know <laughs> if someone's starting a new band they still players from other bands that are you know near nearby so it, it all it's a very close tight-knit community um Sweet. which is is quite cool it provides some challenges, um, mm. but um, it's cool because it, there's a there's a big open mic night scene, um, and that that's where you kind of you're, you're introduced. You know, if if you're if you're a newbie like I was two years ago to this scene, before I moved back from overseas, mm. 
I just looked up Bedford open mic nights on uh, Facebook or Google. I went to a load of open mic nights, met a load of people, and I just started getting gigs coming in slowly, started getting bands forming, etc., etc. Um, so it's 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 a, it's a nice community. Hmm. So we said overseas, so you're not from there, right? No, so I I, I was born in London. Oh, okay. Um, but I've I've been in Bedfordshire most of my life. I grew up here. But when I was 18, I moved to Cambodia for a couple of years. Mm. Um, and that was, uh, well, I moved there in 2019 and came back in 2021. Um, so I was there all through the, the beastly times. Oh, I was going to say, it probably would have came sooner, but you were probably locked in there. I couldn't go anywhere, huh? Yeah, well, it was a really weird experience because we... I mean, you know, while I was there in 2019, it was all fine and dandy. But come 2020 and everything gets a bit scary. Um, and we, you know, uh, 2020, uh, March through to kind of May or so, we had, we had a couple of restrictions. Um, you know, you're kind of, you're meant to stay inside, wear a mask, etc. But for the rest of that year, we were internally as a country we were we were gigging seven nights a week we were full tilt internally mm. um and it was it was such a weird bubble of the whole world is in this lockdown and we're in this country that's been so lucky to be unaffected huh. um and we were you know we were business almost as normal 2021 was a different story because um we uh we, we got hit very hard at the, the start of the year and then mm. for the rest of the, for that for the rest of that year we, we were uh in full lockdown like the rest of the world and then uh midway through that year i left and came back here mm. where it was just kind of slowly coming out of the restrictions um so it was all a bit it was it was a very weird experience a, a very uh, a unique experience of of those beastly times through my eyes yeah unique is a nice way of putting it i guess <laughs> but yeah it was, a, it, was kind of, it was kind of crazy but so okay so you move back and then you start gigging so like again back to the original question so like what have you faced during your gigs and bandmates and anything kind of nightmarish that you've faced yeah i yeah I, well i mentioned um you know we're we're having a a bit of a a a, a problem at the moment with um venues and that we a lot of the gigs that we play um uh for the pubs and stuff like that are covers gigs mainly you know we're 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 not we don't bring in huge crowds we keep mm. them you know it's it's places that get a lot of footfall yeah. and we keep them there we keep them drinking we we put on a good show for people while they're there yeah um but the, the there is there are some some venues that are kind of um saying oh we, we don't want you playing these you know these other venues around town on on certain nights and things like that which for us because we're we're mainly a covers band and we're we're football bands 
it's it's you know it's a bit problematic because you know we 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 try and play as many gigs as we can for as many places as we can get as much exposure as we can yeah. and have as much fun um yeah. you know although me i'm a um work, uh, working musician i i i do this for money um it's you know the the band as a whole we we do it because we we enjoy it um so kind of having you know venues trying to control when we're playing where we're playing is uh tough because you know we're we're trying to book gigs at other places and they're going mm, we don't really like that you're doing that territorial yeah. huh yeah it's huh. um but we're not it's not like we're on retainer we're just gig we're we're bands that gig at these places um and so it's it's very murky waters of kind of they're saying if you play here you'll lose your gig here um it's it's murky terry territorial waters so um that actually questions. happened to me at one point go ahead so what, what, how f- spaced out are they? Like, I'm trying to picture this town and their area. Like, so it's, 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 it's not a big town. And okay. in, 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 uh, in fairness, the, the, the main venue that they have a problem with is, is quite close to this, to this, uh, to the, the venue that the venues that are complaining, um, you know they're they're within I don't know hundred meters of each other, um, but mm. it, it, it it's 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 a kind of it's a dance back and forth between logic and business and you know we're a band so we want to play where and where whatever and where we want they're a business they think we're taking money away from them by playing other places, uh, but you know we're we we don't bring we bring a couple of people but it's like i said before it's all kind of footfall uh places that we play at the moment people just coming in to have a have a you know have a cold one and have a good time we keep them there having a party um hmm. get them dancing hmm. um it's it's tough um but it's it's very vague and murky waters as well, which it's it's not like it's not like they've said you uh, you're banned from playing here or you lose your gig. Hmm. They said that we just say no, we won't play with you anymore. See ya. It's <laughs> like these these little you know these little kind of nitpicky restrictions, um, which make it hard to book gigs and kind of going around in circles between venue and middleman and other venue and middleman. That's that's very strange. I mean, if they make it sound like you're the only band, you know, like I don't understand. Like I know in our area we got like a few band cover bands, for example, like but none of them have ever said like as far as I know, they don't have restrictions as to where they play. They go wherever they need to because again, it brings all sorts of people so for me to try and understand that they're giving you restrictions pretty silly <laughs> that yeah. happened yeah. here at one of the places you've played at when i booked you down here was like they wouldn't the the guy from that place got mad 
because I played, we had another bar in this town, like five blocks north. That we five played. blocks. That's quite a ways, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like... It's not like right next door, but it's like, it's a few blocks on the <laughs> same strip, but it's a few blocks away. And we played there a free show, like almost. 10 months after we played the other one. And then when I tried to book later that year for the show that you guys end up playing at first, he didn't want to do it because I played at the other one. He wow. wouldn't want, he didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I was Is like, that... I don't, I don't have any, uh, agreements with anyone. We're not stepping on anyone. I was like, I can play wherever the hell I want to play at. Oh was, yeah. And maybe as a pro maybe as a past experience from another band. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I just always took it as they're territorial because we played that venue and then we went and played this other one. I was like, well, I was offered money to play this other one, so I'm going to go to the one that offered me money. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Gotcha. That's that's crazy. And that, that there was a what a, a nine month gap between those two gigs. Yeah, one was in like June of. 2018 and the other one was in like the end of april of 2019 and then the show that i was originally i brought ed's band on was in like october of 2019 so there was like between basically like yeah may june july august september october like there was not it wasn't like what is that five months right jesus that's insane I'm, i'm sure he's not like that anymore because of the whole beast era like, no, and I've talked to him. I booked other things there, and I was doing oh. all those other shows there too. Mm-hmm. But they, I'm just saying, like that is one of those times where I was like, "Well, you played here. I'm not going to play. Let you play here now." I was like, "What? <laughs> Strange. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was weird. My my experience with that is 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 weird because I." what you're saying about the B-series, because I, I never really, um, I never really gigged properly before that. Mm. Um, so all of my experience pretty much is, is post, post that era. Um, and it's, it's, it's like going in, it's like first discovering a place after a tsunami. It's like you go there and, and like, you know, there's all these kind of, weird ruins and things like that and people kind of slowly rebuilding um but and not having no clue what what it was like before yeah it's like again it's strange how times are i do somewhat what's that i was gonna say what took you to cambodia right what made you decide you didn't want to move to cambodia well, I knew so I was uh I was eighteen at the time. I mm. just finished my A levels, which I think for you guys is like finishing high school. Um and I knew that I didn't want to go to university or college. Um and my my, my dad has lived in, in that area in Southeast Asia on and off for decades. And he, he called me up and he said, you know, I know you don't want to go to college. Um, you, you're kind of doing this music thing on and off. Um, come out to, to Cambodia, you know, experience a bit, 
you know, uh, get a job. Um, and oddly enough, uh, you know, I had no, I had no idea what to expect when I, when I went over there. Hmm. Um, but I went over there and within two or three weeks, I, I was uh, found this amazing music scene. Um, nice. Which really shocked me, and and it was it was really properly high level musicians, you know, all of these guys who have toured the toured the world, you know, not as the huge huge names, but have done it in some capacity, and, um, you know, they've they've done the big tours, they've done whatever, and they they, they just end up hit to in Cambodia and in, in the capital and man so you know some of the musicians over there were the best in the world that i've seen uh, nice so, so like what's their scene like like i guess i'm trying to guess what cambodian music is and then obviously they probably play different things other than their cultured music <laughs> yeah well the, the, there are kind of there's a few scenes within the scene so you've got mm. you've got like the the all cambodian music which is traditional it's called Khmer. Khmer is, you know, a Cambodian word, um, and that's very kind of traditional um, Southeast Asian music, and mm. normally all done by uh, Cambodian people. Then you've got kind of the expat um, scene, which is there's a there's a lot of rock and roll, a lot of kind of blues, some mm. jazz. Um, uh, some some really good indie music as well um but like you get bands that would cover all the genres in in a in a really nice way and then then you had the kind of the it was like a uh, the two scenes combined where you'd get bands with you know some some Cambodian people some expats and you'd get some really interesting music because you'd have the influence of you know, the blues rock the you know rock and roll the jazz you'd also have you know the the traditional side to it so you'd get these kind of cambodian rock songs which were it, it, just phenomenal to listen to really really interesting nice. um but uh, like like every scene there are you know that there are problems hmm. um <laughs> The, the the biggest one for us was was um gear because I, I went out there with one guitar nothing else mm. uh well one guitar and a pedal board and you go to music shops and there no you know no <laughs> next to no good, good gear at all um next to no pas uh, so trying trying to actually set up a gig without going to the really high end expensive you know 2 3000 4000 5000 pound gears that they have to import was you know next to impossible um was it a poor country like most of it or it's just like they didn't have much resources yeah, it's 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 a really weird place because it's it's a uh, it's 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 underdeveloped um you know mm. compared to to the western world it's yeah. it's 
um it's undeveloped actually compared to the rest of the surrounding areas like thailand and vietnam um because it was uh people could only really start going there again in the 90s because they had a, a genocide there in the 70s and 80s mm. um mm. so it, it was it was still recovering from that so it, it you, you kind of you definitely felt a bit like you're in the wild west over there um a bit even now um nice I mean, you just basically had to do what you could with whatever you had. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> the, the the amount of times we'd 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 load up a, a tuk tuk with whatever gear we had from whoever would give it to us. You know, mm. there was this poor guy who who we'd whenever there was a gig on, we'd always ask him, "Mate, please, can we borrow your PA, please?" Um. <laughs> And and some guy in a tuk tuk would come along, and you'd spend half an hour trying to fit this huge PA into this tiny little cabin. Um, and you you know you've got guitars hanging out the sides, you know, amplifiers on top of the roof, tied down, holding onto pedal boards, and you know, hanging outside the um tuk tuk. It was crazy. <laughs> um. Sounds like the gigs are wild, though. You know, like because they're all excited to have some kind of live music. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I, I, I can't really remember a, a bad gig. That's um, good. <laughs> it was always nuts in in some way or another. Um. What else? Uh, I mean, over there as well. You're you're never going to be making good money for for gigs. We, right. The, 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 they've got two currencies there. They've got the Cambodian currency, which is real, and uh, they use U.S. dollars, um, because one U.S. dollar is equal to four thousand real. So if you're trying to pay for things that are over ten dollars, you, you you're screwed, because <laughs> you just turn up with a wad of cash mm. to buy, you know, a toaster, um, but. I mean, we would do gigs for nothing, you know. Uh-huh. We my 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 first proper band that I I'd set up. We did a gig. We did, I think, an hour at, at one of the top top places, and we got thirty dollars each. Hey, that um, sounds like that sounds like here though, you know. <laughs> if that no that's actually more than we like a normal gig we had let's what was that how many really? people were in your band like four uh five so what's that 30 times five was it one i hate math can't I? yeah that's like way more than we would get and you guys played for an hour damn really well i mean we, we, you know i play in a metal band so 150 like is a rare thing but again you know you lived in a different country so there are cover bands around here that i know they get like a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars for playing for a couple hours so yeah i mean we 
now the 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 bands that are, the bands and gigs that I played here uh for for like a a 2 hour gig or so we'll get 350 um for for 2 hours which which is it's pretty good it's you know depending on the night it's 80 90 quid a, a head um but yeah, I mean, bands over there, 150 was about normal. Solo gigs. Uh, I, I once did an open mic night for one beer. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, <laughs> it was open mic, so I mean, usually they don't really pay you anything for. Yeah. Usually, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so varied. You know, there are some open mic nights. I mean, even here. There, there are a couple of open night, night nights where you play or you host for two or three hours and you get 70 quid and the other places where you host for three four hours and you get paid 10 15 quid or a couple of beers mm. <laughs> it, it varies so much <laughs> so uh, I, like in cambodia obviously you had some gigs i mean what was your normal job like i mean to was it able was it flexible enough for you to be the musician as well obviously over there it was it was quite easy to do because um although over there i was working um i was work, i was working with a really big company i was doing office work mm, okay. but um i was fortunate enough that my boss was my drinking buddy um, okay and uh he was he was super super flexible um so you know if if i had a gig on a friday and i had to leave early to get ready he was like yeah sure whatever cool because he, he was from london um so him and i got on really well and equally if if i'd had a big gig on a sunday night and i came in on monday morning a little bit worse for wear and tear <laughs> You just laugh and and you know it, it was it was very very cool um mm. and flexible the, the second job i worked there was a for a fintech startup um they weren't as flexible but i still managed to make it work mm. um it was it, it was when i started working here in the uk where i, I kind of ran into trouble with that a bit yeah um, pardon me, because I was working for, um, I was working for big companies again, office work, um, but with next to no flexibility, um, and it was here really that I started doing, you know, the bigger gigs and gigs more often, so it would be, you know, every weekend, Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'd be gigging, and I'd finish the gig on sunday get home at 12 and think oh god shit i've got to be up in <laughs> six hours so you'd gig for four days in a row damn well it, it you know it, it depends on the week some some right i mean even now my my only my only work is is music okay. some days some weeks i'm gigging six times a week some some weeks you know some months i have four gigs in a month um it's it so varies um mm. which is it's it's just the nature of what we do 
um that, that i i remember so so distinctly so many times i you know i just sitting at work at the office and going oh god you know i've, I've got to be at a, a venue in three hours i'm gonna to have to rush straight there <laughs> get home at three in the morning wake up at six go back to work uh it was <laughs> i'm very glad that i don't do office work anymore right that's just not rock and roll in a way you're just like tired all the time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh i i think i think a part-time job would work really well with with kind of doing music as a as a career yeah but a, a full full-time nine to five you're gonna end up very fat and very depressed very quickly <laughs> mm, well um, i get all that i'm trying to i think i finally i'm trying to guess what you look like now <laughs> it's like i've heard your voice enough i'm like well you kind of talk like the guy ko gecko but i'm not saying you look like a gecko but like, like gecko. you ever seen those commercials must no. be an american thing because it's a gecko with a british accent we have i don't know why he has a british <laughs> accent here i don't understand why but that's what you talk like but I, I'm, I'm guessing like you look like billy idol like a, a tiny billy idol i was gonna say harry styles <laughs> who's harry styles <laughs> he's like voted the most sexiest man alive right now let me look this up hold on <laughs> harry styles so, uh, so i've so far i've had billy idol and, and harry styles um harry styles i mean i, I don't keep up with these people I just... <laughs> where's he from one direction yeah yeah does, does he uh, you have a camera right i don't i'm afraid okay never mind then i, I would just I... you don't have to i was just i thought maybe it was turned on i, I was gonna see what you looked like but you don't have get, to. I'd say I can I can send a photo of me to. <laughs> there we go. We don't have to interrupt. I, I, actually, I, I I will tell you who my doppelganger really is. Sure, that'll work. Derek Trucks. So many times I've been told I look like Derek, Derek Trucks. Trucks. So you have like long hair, like Derek. Yeah, Trucks. long hair. Um, I just pictured you had short hair. Beard. Oh shit! I was way off. Yeah, I pictured a clean-shaven, blonde-haired guy. <laughs> yeah. Way no. off once more. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> totally off. Nice. Big, big, big hair. Ginger. Well, I could picture that, and I could picture you in, like doing open mics looking like that. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense now. That's funny. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so bad. wrong again. I'm wrong. I'm way off. <laughs> damn it oh well someday i'll get this right so i was gonna say so is there any but other kind of nightmarish things you've ran into as far as gigging because like well, I i'm trying to picture this because now i'm picturing obviously where you live now and then like cambodia so it's like i see this whole span of like regional span of land where you're just jumping back and forth <laughs> i don't know why yeah it's 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 i mean they're, they're very different music scenes i'd say uh, the music scene here is much more problematic than Cambodia. Over there, was... it's it's more logistical, but much more peaceful. 
I was going to say, like, what made you move back then? I mean, did you did you just get sick of, like, being away from? No. Well, it, no? It, you know, it, it was such a strange situation because I, you know, when when you're away from home, you, you, you miss being home. And I, I did miss being home. And at the time, because of beastly times, you know, mm. over there, we were stuck inside. We couldn't really do any live music. I, I actually every every wednesday because i used to host an open mic on wednesday nights every wednesday i'd I'd turn off on a facebook live thing and i just sit with my acoustic guitar and play really badly (laughs) drunk (laughs) Mm. Um, live on on facebook um but no that i came home in July 21 mm. um, because I, I'd been wanting to come home because of the reason I mentioned the work, the, the place that I was working for wasn't paying us because they'd run out of money um, <laughs> oops <laughs> big oops um, my my grandma was, was very sick at the time um and I, it was it was such a, a chaotic week when I came back because I I got a call from my mum on at about three a.m. on the Wednesday morning, um, in the middle of July, and I was meant to host the, my my first open mic night back because the you know the, the music scene was just slowly turning the cogs to returning, mm. um, and I was hosting the open mic night that Wednesday evening. I get this call at three a.m. on on uh, Wednesday morning. My mum saying, uh, "You've got to come home now. Grandma's really sick. You know mm. you've got to say goodbye." Um, and so that was the Wednesday. My dad, who I'd not seen in about a year, was arriving in Cambodia on the Friday. Um, and um, I processed that all that all of that in about a day, yeah. and I flew home on the Saturday. Um, so it was it was a really chaotic week, going from, okay, the the cogs of music are slowly starting to move again we're going to get this scene back open you know it's the first open mic night back we're not doing you know online open mic nights anymore to holy shit uh i've got to go and say goodbye to grandma fly home miss dad who i'd not seen in a year uh (laughs) fly home quarantine for a, a week and you know adjust to life back in britain um and then from there it was the kind of do i stay here for a while do i go back and i i stayed here obviously um because it was it was the right thing to do at the time work-wise um and then the music started picking up and kind of the, the balance of work and music was getting tougher and then i was made redundant from my office job so I just put everything into music. Hmm. So you just host open mics and then gig. Do you also give lessons like most people do, like in between? No, I've no? I 
I did that um, in little bits in Cambodia. Um, mm. I had, well, I I had three students. Two were twins, <laughs> um, and one, their dad was one of my um, buddies, and he wanted them both to learn guitar, but only one of them was interested. So I, you know, I had I had them for an hour teaching them. And one of them was really keen and, you know, listening to all the chords and, you know, learning how to do it. The other one was like in the corner playing with, you know, whatever toy he had, completely uninterested. Mm. Um, Should have gave him a drumsticks. Then it would have been like Van Halen's, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twin. Yeah. Or, well, twins. Oh, never mind. Twins are different, but like brothers. Brother. Yeah. Okay. No. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. And then. Yeah. I mean, they they were seven years old, or uh, no, they're ten. Sorry, mm. and on the complete other end of the spectrum, my my third student was um a an eighty year old American guy who was a uh, Vietnam veteran, and I met him completely by coincidence and at a friend's dinner or whatever. He said, "Yeah, I'd love to learn guitar. Teach me. I'll I'll pay you." Yeah, and <laughs> it was it was really very random. But I've I've not I've not done any teaching since I've been back, um, because I I, I never really went out and tried to do it over there. I just kind of fell into it. Friends asked me to do it, mm. um, and coincidences like that. Um, mm. but nothing like that has happened here. Gotcha. Yet. I figured. That's something you do also do because I know a lot of people in like have the weekend. It's almost like for, for anybody to make any living in music, they usually have to like they do the gigs and in between and teach. But obviously, you don't have to. So I was curious about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. A, a lot of a lot of my friends who are are also kind of full time musicians. They yeah they do that. Um. I, I'm I'm very fortunate in that I'm I'm kind of able to live at home um with mum and I've you know I've I've got I don't have much space but I have a, a bit of space to kind of store amps, electric drum, etc. And I I store a lot of my amps and guitars in the car. Hmm. Um so I I'm I'm very fortunate in, in that sense. Um um but i i don't know if i could if i could hack teaching 30 kids guitar all day every day <laughs> no thanks i'm good <laughs> i can't even yeah i don't i can barely teach anybody myself and let alone like 30 people oh. so the bands you've been like so you basically you know the topic for tonight is like you know me arguing with band members so like or do you get along with your bandmates pretty good? <laughs> well, yes. Yes. On on the most part, yes. Yeah. Uh, my my main band, uh, you know, that I started with with me singing five five six, um, that I get on really well with all the members and that. Um, mm. The guitarist, um, or the, the other guitarist, um, Rich, he he's probably my best mate and mm. we are an absolute menace together we you know we're always cracking each other up 
we're all we're always pretty on the same page with band decisions uh things like that yeah um the drummer it, he's spanish um and he's amazing he's crazy and he just like he goes along with whatever's going on he you know um same with the bassist although in the past we had we had a different bassist which got hmm. a little bit um tricky because he again a very good friend of mine yeah but he he was in so many different bands and doing so many different things he was doing three jobs he was in you know five bands he had you know three duos um why <laughs> i'm like that's a lot for a person <laughs> was he the only bass player in town cuz i know there's like a shortage of bass players and drummers all around the world yeah he, he you know, it, it, it's true he was he was one of the very few bass players in town um oh <laughs> and and one of the one of the even fewer who would who would just say yes to anything that you'd ask him mm. do you want to start a band yeah sure do you want to do this gig yeah sure um but he would he would he was so busy that we could we could never kind of do anything so like with our actual line when he was our bass player we only had him playing with us right probably two gigs out of ten because he, he would always have a shift here when we were meant to be gigging or a, a pre-gigged a pre-booked gig somewhere else um so we'd always have to poach someone else on bass um and it it, it 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 kind of came to a head it was it was all done really nicely you know that there, there were no hard feelings or anything right but it, it all came to a head when we had i think three gigs in a week and a half or two weeks or something like that we had a practice booked and we had i think two 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 or three new songs that we were going to try and do add into the set list and we had a practice booked and the bass player that had been playing with us for all these gigs um could make the practice and our you know our, our bass player at the time couldn't and so we kind of said you know for these he could make the gigs but he couldn't make the practice so we kind of said for these gigs can we have brandon because he can make the practice we'll get the songs down etc um and then from there it just kind of went naturally he kind of said yeah sure should we make him the the full-time bass player because you know he, he's he knows the songs better because he plays with you guys all the time etc <clears throat> so it was it was a problem but it was it was dealt with you know kind of really naturally and nicely so that it, yeah. there was never any kind of bad blood thankfully um well with with other bands <laughs> that yeah there have been some problems with other bands my very weird setup in the, my main band which i front has two um two lineups so the the band's called 556 mm. and 556 in in itself is me playing guitar and singing 
Rich playing guitar, Brandon playing bass, and Marcos playing drums. But we had one of our friends who was a singer come to us. She she was a really good singer, um, and say, "Let's do this kind of collaboration." Um. Uh, you know, let's do a bat, do this kind of band. So we yeah. we as five five six we became her backing band. So I was on bass. Rich was on guitar. Brandon, who was on bass, normally was on keys, and Marcos on drums. And we had some really, really good jams together. Um, but there, there were a couple of issues. One, one that sticks out was we'd been booked. The you know the classic lineup with me singing. Uh, we'd been booked for um, this new place that was opening at uh, Christmas, and the the guy who booked us was a very good friend of mine and he told the venue that he'd booked the funk lineup with the the female singer um but he'd, he'd booked us um so when it came to promotion and on the day we we kind of turned up and the the, the venue was like what's going on where's where's the female singer uh the the female singer was kind of saying have you guys stolen my gig you know what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> and and it it, it all got a, it, it wasn't heated but it was tense um mm. because you know there were there were accusations of gig stealing um and you know drama and we were like we've we've just been booked for a gig and we've turned up <laughs> right what, what are we meant to do right and eventually the the kind of the guy who booked us apologized and sorted it all out but yeah there was a, a lot of kind of unnecessary drama i'll call it huh, i know that feeling so what did you do like obviously worked it out but did you end up work playing or yeah, yeah. So okay. we we played we played the gig went really well, and mm. the venue booked us like on a monthly rolling thing. So right. we want you back every month. Um, That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the I remember another time we we had this EP launch booked for this um this collaboration, and we we it was at a a, a big kind of grassroots music venue local music venue yeah. and we we absolutely blew the house off i mean we really you know it was a great night there were loads of people there then we were happy with you know sales and drinks we were happy with turnout how we played you know there, you know there, there was one or two kind of missed notes or whatever but nothing yeah. noticeable and uh, <laughs> within a couple of days we get a couple of messages saying oh let's um you know let's uh keep in contact we'll uh you know but i think we should we should end this and then the half the band goes well well, well no, no, no let's please no let's sort this out blah, blah, blah. And in my head i was going oh I, I can't i can't be dealing with this you know unnecessary drama i've got my other bands i've got gigs i've got whatever work i'm doing 
but I, I had to kind of sort it out and I spent a day writing stupid <laughs> messages kind of saying, look, what's going on? You know, talk to me, tell me about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, unnecessary drama. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. Um, Man, I, I feel you there, you know, like, especially like adults, you know, having drama when there shouldn't be. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, yeah, I just... <laughs> it's, 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 it's why when I, when I started doing bands and all that, I, I, I'm, I made one absolute will not cross this line rule. And I said, I will never, ever, ever get with any of my bandmates, you know, like, uh, yeah, like sleeping with them, sleeping with them. Or oh, no. Yeah. That's a, that's a must. Yeah. You shouldn't have like a. Never never, 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 never. No, that's <laughs> don't shit where you eat. I know, like it works sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but like you're only gonna mess things up. Usually, yeah. it has because, to. You know, yeah. there could be some really cool, nice moments on stage or whatever. Yeah. But when, when, when the shit hits the fan and yeah. the breakup happens or whatever, and you're left there, and you, you know your personal life suffers fine, but the band suffers. It's just pointless. It again, yeah, yeah, pointless drama. I I get you there. I mean, like usually, usually it's the other foot where like, excuse me, the uh, significant others try to ruin the band because they don't. They're jealous of the band. I mean, that's a different kind of level of it. But like, you know, I would don't think I've ever been in a position to date anybody in a band I've ever been in. So. But I yeah. guess it, it, it happens sometimes. Like, I think <laughs> there have, there was actually a band around here that I think they were, yeah, they were married. It was like the bass player and the drummer. She was a drummer. And I guess like they had some stuff going on. And I think because of that, it ruined their band. I don't know if they're together as a couple anymore. Maybe they are. I don't know them personally, but this is the stories I heard. So it's like, I guess it was that bad. I don't know. Like, don't quote me on that, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's silly, man. I mean, the, 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 uh, one of the bands who I knew for a, a friend of mine, I mean, they weren't a band that I would have listened to, you know, it wasn't really my, my genre, but you know, they're, they're a yeah. good enough band. And I think the guitarist and the singer were, were an item. And you know that <laughs> there was nothing wrong with the band. I, I wasn't into them. But nothing wrong with them. And the 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 couple split, and the band just ended instantly, just like that. Oh, Boom, man. gone. He's like, what? You, you've spent two years putting your your, your arm and leg into this band, <laughs> and it's gone for for no other reason than a breakup. You know. Come on, man. <laughs> no, again, it's just been like. <laughs> random significant others trying to ruin stuff i mean i remember <laughs> one of my band members was dating somebody and like they had like small kids so then band practice was cut short because the kids had to go to bed and it was just like what the hell are you doing you know you just had this person move <laughs> in you weren't even with her that long yeah and it was just like annoying like do you not think man like yeah no. repercussions like i know like i'm gonna say this like i know some people are p-whipped 
but don't <laughs> don't take it too far like uh no yeah. i i get the it's frustrating it can be frustrating i've thankfully touch wood i've i've never i've never been in a position where kind of bandmates have been pulled away by significant others because <laughs> whatever or mm, it's been creeping up recently with one of my bandmates not you know nothing major but kind of just small little things and you go hmm okay yeah it's fine for now <laughs> um but all of my bandmates that i've had actually have always had really um really cool significant others mm. uh with in terms of the kind of the music that you know some of them have been crazy but yeah. they've always been cool with the music mm. um i can't say the same for outside of music my best friend is or one of my best friends is um <laughs> in a situation like that um mm. but uh no in, inside music with I've always been pretty lucky with that. What about yourself? Like anybody you dated ever had a problem with you being a gigging musician? Or you just well... try to stay away? Or you try to stay away? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I've, I've not really had a, a girlfriend while I've been doing music. I mean, I've I, I had a, a girlfriend before, uh, before I really got into it properly. Um so but, let me let me say let me ask this so like so the girls, it's not all like, sex drugs and rock and roll for right you. but like yeah but like <laughs> no but like are you getting are you uh, uh, is being a front man right does that get the girls attracted to you does that work you know is it work have they like talked to you with your Derek truck looking ass <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a weird one okay um the short answer is sometimes okay um like when i'm on stage and doing my thing i've got a very unique look i i I wear a farmer's cap backwards um yeah i although when when we go into the big finale that flies off and all the hair comes loose um I I mean I've I've had a, a couple of girls I've talked to from from singing but not not as many as you'd think. Hmm. Um, hmm. I mean I'm I'm not in you know I'm I'm not in the most amazing shape you know I could be in better shape I'm not you know obese but I'm same same a little bit I've got a little bit of chub which I'm getting rid of. Um, hmm. But that that that. that one of the problems I always find is like t- take gig band gigs for example. You know, you're you're on stage, you're rocking, you're looking cool, you're feeling cool, yeah, mm. yeah, strumming your guitar like a motherfucker, you're singing <laughs> your heart out. You know, you've got all the girls at the front going, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, you finish the set <laughs> and you've got to pack up. <laughs> You, you go from being ultra cool rocker man to putting pedals in a box and you know oh yeah it's part of it i mean yeah it's part of it you know like and then by <laughs> then by the by the time you finish and you're ready to to mingle most <laughs> most of the crowd have left oh shit 
Hey, Everything. that sounds like my life. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've said on this podcast many times, I've never gotten women or laid being in a band like ever. Like I've had women that would date me, you know, and I get laid afterward. But like, I can <laughs> honestly say I've never had a girl like approach me and be like, oh, it's hot stuff. No, never. It's usually the drummer, if anything. But like, like I, I get I understand. I get it. <laughs> I, honestly it's funny you say that i get more attention as a drummer than i do as a frontman no shit well see it's like not it's not my song about drummers yeah not even three days ago i was <laughs> i was i was They're good at hitting things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all that rhythm um i was i was at an open mic night and uh i was you know putting my front man on doing some guitar I, I was jamming with some guys going really well and there were some some cute girls there and i came off stage and you know couldn't do anything i went on drums for two songs swarmed me like nothing else no shit i, hmm. I couldn't believe it but actually the most attention i've got was overseas in cambodia and it hmm. was from solo gigs those things, oh man, <laughs> magnificent. Nice. Maybe because like you get the long hair and it's blonde, right? No, well, you know, blonde hair. I picture Derek Trucks again. Sorry. No, it's it's well, I call it Auburn. My friends okay. who take the piss out of me call it Ginger. <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> uh, I, I I I am gonna send you a, a photo on the um that uh, to, to brandon's email and sure i'll let sure. I'll, I'll let you curious guys, curious yeah i'll let you guys be the judge <laughs> the sure. stigma with the the so-called gingers is they don't have souls so is that what your friends teach you as sorry <laughs> the stigma the the thing the big running joke and it's a south park thing is that gingers don't have souls I don't know if you're familiar with that term or whatever, but that's the yeah, yeah it's the no, it's the running gag for redheaded people around right. here. Yeah, no, I've 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 well, I one of my friends, one of my best friends in school was, you know, with me it was kind of I'm kind of a bit ginger, I'm a bit not. My friend was properly red as a fire fire truck, red ginger, mm. and mm. he got the gingers gingers have no souls joke a lot. Um, nice. Yeah, no, I'd I'd always say, oh no, I'm Auburn, or I'm I'm you know I've, I've got light brown hair, um, and it, it it's, it's weird because in in some stage lights it's like bright bright red ginger, and in in some other lights it's looks properly like light brown. It's very strange. I say it looks kind of brownish to me. I got I got, the, I got the picture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like. It is kind of Auburn. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I don't consider that ginger. No. Yes. <laughs> you got you, you guys are you, you're stacking up the brownie points now. There you go. We try. <laughs> you're way not what I thought you looked like. That's funny. I was way fucking off. Dude. You're never fucking. Accurate. I never. I thought he had short hair. <laughs> I, I I play this game just because I like to hear. I'd like to guess people set the sound of their voices and just like kind of paint a picture of what they look like. Yeah, because again, I 
I know I tell Brandon I don't do any research about the people or the bands. I just want to hear their stories and kind of I don't either. I make an assumption of what they look like and try to guess their area and kind of picture myself where they live, you know, like what I picture like where you live kind of looks like that one uh what is that movie where they go to the bar and the world's ending around the world at the world's end. Yeah. I picture like a village like that, like they're just walking around. Well, where where I live, it's it's kind of like a uh, a, a a small little village. Very nice. Um, it's I mean, th- there's not much there. There's a couple of pretty bad pubs and mm. a post office. <laughs> Is there one called the Slaughtered <laughs> Lamb? <laughs> Is what a pub? Yeah. No, no. I have a sign right above my screen called the slaughtered lamb it's actually from american werewolf in london that was the pub that they were at when they got attacked by the werewolf in the beginning of the movie it was like i've a, never wow that's funny i would never it's a, that. it's a <laughs> pub just north of england like <laughs> and you said you're in like north of england i think right so I, was, I was like is there one called the slaughtered lamb uh, well i'm in terms of england i'm actually in the in the middle of it um mm. i'm just slightly north of london um North of England would be areas like Nottingham or Manchester, Liverpool, those kind of areas. Mm. Um, that it's 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 very weird the kind of differences in accent between north and south. Mm. You you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell that we're speaking the same language as in in some places. Mm. Yeah, I guess it does vary because sometimes I feel like a little bit of like Scottish English or a Brit or not Scottish and like. Irish kind of leak in just a little. Not with yeah. you though. Not with you, but like yeah, no, other I've, regions. I've got like the 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 plainest, most basic English English accent there is. You have um, just like the Geico commercial. Well, when you get time, you gotta look up the Geico commercial because he's Geico. It's like an insurance company. I don't know why he speaks with a British accent. I'm not sure why that is, but like it's like oh, change a change your insurance to geico oh and you know i just sent you a picture of the the little photo i have on my wall that i went through so so what's the most popular music as far as like pop there like what is like the big thing where you live like as far as you like big artists i was always curious about regional like what is the most popular thing there well, the, I mean, at, at the moment, I mean, well, actually, for the last kind of decade, half decade, mm. the the especially my, my generation, um, there's been a a big interest in kind of rap and um, oh, what's the word trap? Which, mm. to tell the truth. I, I I like a bit of rap. I like a, a bit of older rap. Sure. Um, but the 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 trap music is horrible. <laughs> it's mm. absolutely dire. Like mumble rap. Like, eh, eh, eh. I can't do trap it. Trap so. is is a guy in a studio with a he's he sets a beat going. Okay. And he's going yeah 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 and a a load a load of you know, a load of N-words kind of interspersed 
in with mm. somewhere mm. and not much else. Bitches on <laughs> your this on my wrist. And there's, and there's not the, much else to it. And they use the auto tune, right? Like Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's it's like heavily, heavily obvious. Mm. Um other than that, I mean the, there's the kind of pop there's like the, the Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran's pretty popular. Mm. Um I don't think I've yeah. ever announced his name or pronounced his name correctly. I, I always call him Shireen. <laughs> Shireen. Shireen or Sharon. No, it's not Sharon. I think it's always been Sharon, but yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always called him Shireen though for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I I I'm I'm gonna adopt that Ed Shireen. Ed Shireen. My because me and my um me and my dad, because we're, we're we're both kind of rockers at heart with our music. We we um we said we made a pact that we're we're not allowed to say his full name in front of each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so a great pact. <laughs> yeah. So so whenever we'd kind of we had to reference him in any sort of way, we'd go, oh yeah, uh, old old sh, it's old sh, or <laughs> old old g- ginger ed ginger ed. Gingerhead, oh, that guy's a ginger for sure. I guess. Yeah. Oh. I think like, he parents... looks like a redheaded version of my guitar player Devin. <laughs> oh, I could see that. I guess he's doing a collaboration with Danny Filth. I never thought that would happen. That's very strange. He was on an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, like as an extra. I remember yeah, that he was in like a really? little group, like they're around a campfire or something. It was strange. I didn't know that. Yeah, he just shows up for a second. I'm like, is that what's his face? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird seeing kind of musicians in in very strange places on on TV. Mm. Um, well, so, so, so that's the thing about I, I I actually want to visit your country just to like see like the old buildings and you know because I like a lot of like fantasy shows like you know Game of Thrones. It's like I'm sure there was like some of those places still exist old like locations be cool to see but and that's how i picture that like everybody's house is old (laughs) because you know they just built up built on top of it and then to fix it up but the houses are generally old that's what i picture in my head i just want to go have a drink at the slaughtered lamb there you go (laughs) and try try not to get maimed by a werewolf Yeah. yeah, well, th- 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 there's a mi- there's a there's a big mixture in in like houses. Like s- some of them, actually, that there aren't many kind of of the old style of houses that are still around. You, when mm. you see them, you kind of go past them and you look look at them because they they are properly beautiful. Um, a lot of the new builds, um, now are kind of more, um word kind of polite and kind of hmm. less outlandish hmm. um and they they just kind of fit in um but english pubs are uh, something else a proper english pub is 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 really quite something to experience hmm. um there's there's this little place called the bell which is a place that i i sometimes host an open mic night and it's 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 honestly it's probably the size of about two cars in terms oh. of like where you can like sit and, mm. and perform um and it's 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 all of the village people 
and you know you go in there and you put you just you know you set up and a couple of the village folk come in and play some music and it there's always silly piss taking and laughter and you know that that kind of old deep english laugh um it's 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 a real experience i i, w- I would recommend it when when you mm. go over go go over to a small english pub and you said village people for the for whatever reason the ymca song popped in my head <laughs> nice <laughs> no like I, I think like it's nice that like everybody gathers together because obviously the the music brings everyone together and have a good time still like like nothing around the world is terrible if that makes any sense yes yeah <laughs> that, that that's yeah that's music in a nutshell for me it's a I, I I've you know the worst weeks of my life or days of my life, and mm. I've I've had a band gig. You, you just you don't remember any of that while you're on stage. You just go fuck yeah, let's play some rock music, rock out. Um, <laughs> that is the best feeling because then yeah. like anything that has pissed you off or annoyed you it melts away for that whatever time. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, those those couple of hours when you're, you know, yeah, well, for us, right. that when you're getting into the third hour and we we break out the Freebird solo and I'm with my wireless running around the bar, jumping on tables and chairs and doing crazy shit. So you're a guitarist mostly then. That is your primary instrument, correct? Or do the drums? It's It's kind of a battle between the two. Drums. I mean, it's it's good that you're good at both, so you know that's cool. <laughs> yeah, drums is I was I was a drummer first by a good five years. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm more known as a guitarist than a a drummer. Hmm. Um, within the kind of music community. Um. But my my kind of niche it's not niche but my my kind of selling point is that the mixture of guitar and vocals um i think if i was just a guitar player for someone else singing i could be you know anyone could take my place Mm. um but because i sing in such a unique way and i i play in the way i do that's that's what makes that's my kind of selling point of it's kind of ACDC on guitar meets Lemmy slash uh, Lenny Kravitz slash Brian Johnson on vocals. Um, it, it's that's, that's my kind of selling point. Whereas mm. on drums, drums is probably more fun depending on the gig yeah um because you you know you you're although you're reliant to on to kind of keep the beat going there's not as much pressure when you're the front man of your everyone's looking at you you've you know the, the whole the crowd basically is looking at you and and everything you do yeah nice so i'm trying to think i had a question damn it i had a question oh well (laughs) i i've got a question for you sure 
um uh going back to your um you know seeing think thinking what people look like without hearing them sure um or on the same kind of thing as that from that picture how old would you think i was without without knowing of what i've told you well i'm gonna say you're in the early 20s because of the way you sound and your story okay i'd say based off your looks i'd say you're in your 20s yeah excellent you're spot on yeah 22 i'll see yeah Um, and you sound really young that's the first thing i noticed when you start talking i mean i'm old but like ed ed and i are old enough to be your dad probably <laughs> my honestly most of my bandmates that i've had well particularly in cambodia most of my bandmates could be my dad or my granddad <laughs> oh um, well you know happens <laughs> i'm gonna I be remember. 40 i think How? i'm gonna be i'm gonna be 44 like in september i think i don't remember i lose count <laughs> when we so, get this old it's hard to remember so yeah like enjoy your youth while you can and obviously you're you enjoy music now. I can only imagine like how good you'll be when you're like ancient like us. So when I was 22 <laughs> is when I actually was just getting into doing the metal music that I wanted to do for years and no one wanted to do. But in 2005, 2006, that's when I was able to get a band going on. So those are like the great years for me of remembering from 22 up until about 25, 26, 27 those were like my glory years of band stuff. I sucked yeah. at 22. I sucked at 22. So bad. I wasn't even a band until like 20. I was 28. So it's like, I, I still suck, but I'll admit I sucked at 22. So you got a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just lucky. I found my, uh, my voice, I think. Cause I, right. I, I kind of milled around doing, you know, guitars for bands or drums for band bands, but it was only when I I kind of unlocked my voice that I kind of, uh, I was able to gig that you know the off as often as I can of you know sometimes mm. three or four times a week, um. Nice. Do you have any of your own stuff recorded, like things that you've written of your own? Yes. Yeah. So it's none of my, none of my, none of my stuff has been released yet. Um, I, I, one of the bands that I'm in has released a track that I'm on, um, Mm. on drums. Um, that band's called Frenzy. It's a very, niche unique kind of band um but so my the song that i've recorded in the studio is called but of course um and that uh, actually this is this is one that can go in with uh with trouble in the scene is try trying to get band members all in the same place for practice or recording Hmm. is impossible it hmm. just uh, physically uh, can't happen <laughs> I, I i i wanted to record but of course for six seven months yeah 
um, trying to book in with the studio and, you know, kind of coordinate that with when all the band members are free was impossible. So when I, when I was made redundant, I took my last paycheck and booked studio time, no matter whoever could make it. Yeah. I went in and recorded the song all myself, myself on drums, bass, guitar, singing, etc. Um, and uh, recorded it in two days. Um, and it's been sat kind of almost finished for about seven, eight months. Um, because I've been, there's an organ part that I've, I wanted for it and a really specific part in it and I've been trying and trying and trying and trying to get you know organ players to get the sound engineer to get plugins to to get the sound that I'm trying to get um and it's it's been really hard to to kind of translate what I hear in my head into what I into the track if that makes sense yeah um because I, I think also, you know, the kind of Hammond style organ um of the players like John Lord from Deep Purple or Goody McJohn from Steppenwolf now is such a niche thing. They're they're it's very rare you find an organ player. Um I think there's I an a, I think there's an app for that now. <laughs> now that you some stuff that it may be antiquated, but I think like now you have programs that actually like do that for you and that weird how that works so yeah yeah i get what you yeah. mean well i've 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 looked online and there's there's one plugin which which might be the thing i'm looking for yeah um but it's it, you know it's it's 150 pounds i think yeah sounds right <laughs> all right <laughs> which is a lot to spend for about 10 seconds of of one song for oh, one yeah time, that's a little bit yeah i just want to get perfect um because it's all to do with the the leslie spinning speaker and yeah. how fast it goes and you know how intense it is and um all that jazz so it's it's you know do do it getting i i found actually getting the the kind of bass recording of the of songs done is you know really simple getting the drums and bass and guitar down it's just those little extra bits which make it take it from a, a decent song to a great song, which is so hard to get down, yeah, um, and translate onto an actual track. Um, Very, yeah. yeah. So if that you're it, if you're doing it by yourself, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that's, groups that's on Facebook and all sorts of things that. They're actual engineers that help out and stuff like that. So you might be able to find a group like that. Yeah, like a something. session per, like a session player, give them a couple yeah. bucks and they can just that's be an idea. I don't know. <laughs> there that's what a lot of people do anymore, is they just get on it used to be like a Craigslist thing, but here now it's just like Facebook groups and that's how they find yeah. other audio engineers and musicians and everything else to just to do studio work for them. Facebook groups and and marketplace have become such a, a useful tool. I mean, I, I think actually, Facebook group is how I came across this podcast. Yeah, probably. I think, 
I think you put a post in some music group. I can't remember what it was. And I saw it. And it's like, been oh, a long time ago, a couple of months. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. It was a good few months ago. And, but I mean, Facebook Marketplace as well for, for music gear is, is such a, uh, a miracle for me because you find just absolute bargains left, right, and center. Really or, or you find a bunch of flaky people and then that annoys the shit out of me like <laughs> yeah, it deals with a lot of that yeah like he has not read my message or just read it and not replied what the fuck <laughs> yeah I mean y- y- you get kind of out of, out of out of five you know good uh, good looking deals only one or two will come to fruition but they'll <laughs> be really good deals <laughs> right um I mean, I've sold two or three guitars on there and mm. made a profit on them um, and sold them pretty quickly, really hassle-free. Mm. Um, I've I've bought music gear on there, really hassle-free. I've bought music on there, music gear on there, <laughs> really full of hassle. No, um, I know I know that feeling. Yeah, just, but lately I've had to sell things and less than what they're worth because like i need money and my job's slow so it's like been sad times for me <laughs> uh, i know that feeling <laughs> yeah so i'm like i'm I'm glad but you're in a band you should be making all that money yeah sure <laughs> my ass <laughs> i can't even I, I i didn't get paid to do with like full-grown adults let alone you know getting paid to play music it's like shit yeah not, not my thing <laughs> dealing with full-grown adults who who you can't deal with anything that isn't their way. Is well, like okay, so you're 22. Like wait till they're older, and then it becomes more stubborn bullshit. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you know that, but like, wow. Um, again, as soon as people get more older, they get more stubborn, or they become more open minded. Half the time, it's more stubborn, if anything. So it's like, oh god. So yeah, it's it's weird how kind of people age and how that oh, music. <laughs> that's what that's why i don't call them like grumpy old men for no reason you know it's yeah. just that saying and it's 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 weird actually seeing on on the opposite end of the scale how, how you how how like how i've aged um like because i remember about five years ago i bought a um an Epiphone double neck. You, you know the Jimmy Page style mm-hmm. double neck mm-hmm. guitar, 12 strings on the top, six on the bottom. And I'd wanted one for ages and ages and ages and I was so excited to get it. And um, I bought it off of this guy's wife who <laughs> the, the guy the, the guy who, who it was had died. Oh, um, it, yeah, it was it was a, it was a really strange situation. The guy had died and he he'd listed it on ebay and i i sent the message saying i want to buy this and two weeks later i got the message from the wife saying my you know this is my husband's listing he's died do you still want to buy it and i was like holy shit yeah sure um and I, i went and got it and i was so excited to to play this thing and i was 17 at the time Mm. and i over the last five years i think i played it at about two gigs ever 
and I sold it at the start of this year because it was just picking up dust and never getting played. It wasn't haunted. It was a haunted instrument, was it? (laughs) Well, that 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 was always, you know, what what my friends kind of said. Um, but uh, the guy who who bought it from me was exactly the same age as I was when I bought it, and he was exactly as excited to play it as I was. You know, it's weird kind of seeing how you mature as as not only as adult as an adult but as a musician as well with kind of gear songs genres mm-hmm. gigs. um yeah I, I, very weird kind of seeing full circle well yeah it just keeps going like obviously you're young and for me like having to be the young person and then like you know when i i got my first band when i was 20 nine 20 it was like 2008 and like i had obviously the drummer was the brains behind that so i had to learn a lot of things from him because he had been in a touring band i guess and like he just knew a lot of things that to teach me so it was a good learning experience from that and you know now that i'm older and i'm in a different band i kind of apply that but again where the stubbornness comes in from other people it's like I'm not doing this for my own health, guys. I'm just trying to, like, you know, get the ship tighter. That's all. And again, yeah. you know, again, when I'm having a conversation earlier about stuff, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm just trying to make the ship tighter, make it easier for y'all. But, you know, you guys want to get all mad because you act like I'm in control or something, but I don't want to be in control of anything. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. Again, I'm, leaking my rant onto this which i shouldn't have because you know talking to you has made me feel a lot better because it's like oh well you know some people don't have to deal with this shit as bad <laughs> yeah yeah no it's I, I i do know what that what that feels like the kind of yeah. the ship's heading towards rocks and no one everyone's kind of going ignoring the steering wheel and someone's kind of got to go yank and kind of and then they get mad for yanking it like it would have been fine. I'm like, no, man. Like, no. Again, yeah. it's it's not a major issue. It's just like, it's, it's, you know, it's just basically some just k- trying to kick some people in the butt to pay more attention to what they're doing, not let the ship go the way it was. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so what what time we got? We got um, how much time do you have left? Are you Brandon or? Oh, I'm I'm easy on time. I mean, well, okay. It's it's currently quarter to three for me in the morning. Jesus. I'm usually I'm usually awake until about four o'clock in the morning anyway. <laughs> oh, you got like an hour going on here. <laughs> I said I've got night work. We've been on here for an hour and forty five minutes, so we can wrap this up if you guys okay. are ready. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we're alluding to that. Um, you said something about you have a track we could play for you. So, or, uh, not play for you. Play. You say it, Brandon. I'm dumb today. <laughs> Because Ed's got a mush brain today. Basically, at the end of every episode, we have whoever we're interviewing, they send me a song and then we feature it at the end of every episode. So you said you're in a band called Frenzy. So if you'd want to send us that song, we could play it, even though you're just doing drums. But it would be the music that would close this episode out. I tell you what, can I I send you uh, my song? Yeah, you can do that too. Whatever you want to send us. Yeah. 
this this uh, is this is the one that I mentioned with the uh, the, the organ mm -hmm. um, problem, but it, it I mean it's it's ninety five percent of the way. I mean, if you it probably won't this episode won't air for a while, so if you get it finished by then, yeah, if you get it finished before. I said we released we're releasing two episodes a week now, so basically this probably won't come out until I'd have to go back and look them. Guessing probably September. Okay. So it'll um, be it'll be a while. Yeah. I I I mean I I hope that I I have it sorted by then. So if I. Mm. I said, you can send it the way you want to send it now, but if you get the finished version, I can always edit it and put it on the end of the episode before it airs, too. It's not going to take me but a couple minutes just to swap it out. Yeah, well, I've I've just sent you an email with with um, that audio now. Okay. Um, so 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 keep that as is. If if it does get finished, if and when it does get finished, I I will send it over. Um, and if that's before this is released, then even better. Okay, well, that sounds good. And Well, Hugo, I definitely appreciate you coming out and talking with us. Yeah, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you for uh, breaking my um, podcast virginity. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. It's, it's <laughs> been a pleasure. I've uh, I've enjoyed having a, a chat and a, a couple of beers with you guys. Um, where there was beer? Damn it! I, I didn't get any beer. I didn't get beer. Oh well. <laughs> there was beer on my end. Ah, uh, piss. <laughs> beer, well, beer and my my favorite liqueur, Frangelico. Um, Never had it. Never heard of it. <laughs> you, you know, you know, amaretto. Oh, gotcha. Mm. So amaretto is an almond liqueur. Yep. Frangelico is hazelnut. Oh, delicious! So if, if you imagine kind of liquid alcoholic Nutella. Yes. <laughs> liquid gold. I wonder if they sell that in this country. I never heard of it. I'm gonna look it up. Try it's weird. I, I, I found loads of it in Cambodia, but almost nowhere sells it in the UK. Very strange. Must but be like one of those. Absolutely delicious. Let's say certain things are very hard. Like I know within America, like there's so many stipulations on stuff for importing things and everything else. They have yep. to have a proper licensing and all sorts of stuff. And I don't know if they actually import from anywhere in Cambodia just because of the way America is about certain things. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because it's it's actually a it's an Italian drink. It's, I think it's made in Italy as well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's so weird how everywhere in the world has its own kind of things that it has that, that nowhere can find. So if whenever I go to Cambodia, everyone, all my Cambodians mate, mates ask me, Oh, can you, can you bring, you know, kilos of this over? Can you bring, you know, so much of this and vice versa when I'm coming back to the UK, they're saying, Oh, can, can you bring, you know, kilos of this over? Can you bring X amount of this over? You just can't get everything everywhere. Yeah, I don't think we could do anything like that here because the customs we have in this country, when you're getting on the airport, they check all that shit, yep. and yeah. then they don't let you bring any outside food or beverages onto a yep. plane or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've I remember I I went to the U.S. 
a couple of years ago. The I've I've never been so intimidated at customs ever. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, years ago, uh, I may have mentioned this before in a podcast. I used to have long hair, and I've got tattoos down my arms and everything else. Gross. And I'm standing in line, and this was probably 2010. The people in front of me, they're all going through the line and going through like the thing. And all of a sudden, the lady stops me. And she asked me to follow her. Oh, that points to this tube-looking thing. I was like, what the fuck? So I get in there. They tell me to put my arms up. And this thing just starts spinning around me. I was like, well, I'm being teleported. guess I'm going to be, a, instead of taking the airplane, I'm just going to get transported by teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, they were just doing like the spinning x-ray Thing to make sure it wasn't keister and something some bottle or something up my ass i don't know but that's what i had to go and do and i come out the other side I was like what the shit i'm still in indianapolis i thought i was getting teleported i've not been probed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't have to go back there and do a strip search which dude i dude that reminds me like real quick like i had gone to florida with a friend a female and like a long time ago and so we're getting in line and they're like kind of like looking at her buddy and I was like, in my head, I'm like, they're going to look at me and try to search me. Yep. They had me go by because I had tattoos. And they were just giving me a quick pat down. I was like, is it because I have tattoos? Like, no, ha, ha. they laughed. Bullshit. They were trying to profile me. Probably the old lady in front of me probably had like a shitload of like, I don't know, drugs in her walker shoved in there. They decided to profile me. So I'm very angry about that still. So, you know, so I'll tell you a funny story about sure. airport before before we end. I, w- I think I was about 10 years old and I was flying to Scotland to see my grandma. So it was internal flights. So I'd, I don't think you even need your passport. Um, but I had a suitcase packed and, you know, 10 year old little innocent me. Well, not innocent, but I, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been playing with all my toy guns. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll pack my suitcase full of my toy guns. Cause okay. you know, it would be cool to, you know, play around with them on the phone <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> I, I managed I, it was fine on the way there somehow no questions asked on the way there but on the way back we're in this tiny little airport and over the tannoy system we 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 hear um uh passenger hugo st ledger please report to security whatever my grandma's there with me and she she cut her and i go through the door and this this huge security guy is unpacking my bag and he just finds toy garden after toy garden and you know they're, they're i mean they're all bright green they're all right. very obviously toy guns and my my grandma was just standing there so embarrassed you know bright red faced going Man. oh my god i can't believe this is happening and but they they said they weren't looking for the toy guns they could tell that they were fake toy guns but they saw I'd also packed a fake dog shit. And they said that through their X-ray, X-ray, it looked like Semtex. <laughs> so this what the hell is Semtex? I'm a dumbass. It's like a, a plastic explosive. So uh, it's a bomb type material. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. And so this 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 uh. poor security guy pulls out this fake piece of dog shit and goes, "Nice, <laughs> I got guys have found the Semtex." Um, 
Oh, and wow. my, my poor grandma was so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Security on air in England. I be, yeah, I bet you if we were an older person, they would have been really pissed. But as you're a kid, it was just like, oh, he didn't know yeah. better. Luckily, luckily. Oh, yeah. cool. I, th- I think nowadays I'd, I'd get quite a bollocking and probably. Oh, sure. My flight canceled or something like that. Right. You'll be banned from flying for a while. Some yeah. dumb shit. We don't say certain words on this podcast, and there's certain words you don't say when you're on an airplane <laughs> yes. or at an airport. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, you might be getting tased. Yeah, yeah. gonna sub that. But yeah, we uh, we enjoy talking with you. Definitely appreciate you coming out and talking with us tonight. Yep. And likewise, thank you for having me on. It's been yeah. a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Definitely, I'm actually honored that since you haven't actually released this music, you're giving us the opportunity to release it for you. Now, obviously, we're not anything big or huge or fancy, but sure, it's yeah. pretty cool to release new music from someone that's never released any of their own stuff out there yet. So it's definitely honored. Yeah. Yes. No, it's uh well I, I just like getting 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 it out there and you know, having people listening to it in, in some capacity and uh oh yeah. All that all that good jazz. I just realized that when I'm talking, I'm I use no one can see me, but I'm using my hands to like emphasize when i speak and i just thought about that for some reason it just popped in my head like no one can see me why am i using my fucking hands i've been doing <laughs> that this this whole time I, i've been moving my hands like i am i'm literally doing it right now i'm you know <laughs> i'm pointing up with my hands open to the, to the i've scene. not done this i just keep my hands down or i like i just realized i was doing it i've been doing it I the fidget whole time. With something no i, I just I, fit I, yeah it's funny i had a half hour phone call with one of my the the owners of a venue a couple of a mm. uh, couple of days ago, and I, I was on loudspeaker, and the whole time I was moving my hands expressively, mm. and no one could see me. But you know, it's it's <laughs> just uh, it's it's like second nature. I don't yeah. have any kids in my basement tonight; they're not home, so I'm able to actually <laughs> talk and be more involved because usually they're sleeping, so I have to try and be quiet. So it takes most of the reins of being <laughs> the discusser and asking the questions. But since there's no one here, I can actually talk more tonight. Yeah, no, my, well, my, well, it's three o'clock for me, so my my mum's, well, she's meant to be asleep. I think she's been up a bit. But, <laughs> um, she sleeps like a log, so I've I've been fairly brase about it, you know, kind of noticing <laughs> and. I mean, but before I was a muso, I was a you know a complete nerdy gamer kid and. Me and my my friends from school would always stay up until five a.m. shouting at video games. So I, I suspect she she's probably grateful that I'm I'm not shouting at video mm. games anymore. <laughs> I'm almost forty and I'm still a gamer, so yeah, yeah <laughs> not as much as I used to be, but Same. I still try. I, I get I I kind of game in, intermittently. I, I I mean, I, this podcast is done on my gaming laptop, but you know. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll I'll hop on, uh, kill a few thousand zombies, or you know, fly a few planes, build a build build a few blocks. Yeah, good fun. I was just playing a game called Metro Exodus. I started playing it a few years ago when it came out. And I never finished it. Now I just downloaded it on the PS5 and started playing through it again. <laughs> oh yes. I came very close to buying that actually. It's actually really cheap right now. 
Yeah, no, I, I remember I was like, oh, I, I can get this or I can get another game. I ended up getting the other game. It probably got discounted because people are mad at Russia, so they're like, oh, this game's based in Russia. We better be discounted. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a topic for another discussion. Put them. A whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah. Put All right, Hugo, we appreciate it. And you want to let the audience know where they can find you guys, check your music out, wherever it's going to be at. Do you have any websites or something where they can find your stuff? Of course. So um, to find uh, the, the release music where I'm on drumming, uh, if you go on to streaming platforms and look up Frenzy, um, if you want to find my band, uh, just go on to Facebook and type in 556, all spelled out letters. Um, if you want to find my uh, second main band, uh, go and look up Crossroader. Um, you can find me singing and on drums on that one. And if you want to find me on uh, on uh, Facebook, um, you go to Hugo St. Ledger. My music is Hugo St. Ledger to the B. Um, and on Instagram, it's underscore, underscore, hugs with a Z, underscore, underscore. So mm-hmm. underscore, underscore, H-U-G-Z, mm-hmm. underscore, underscore. I made that when I was about 17, that name, and it's <laughs> still been unchanged. <laughs> and I won't nice. say the names it was before, because they were far worse. Nice. <laughs> I think everyone has some... Uh cringy questionable old names or something oh yeah my uh my worst one was i changed my instagram when i was about 14 the <laughs> name was it's sexy hugo <laughs> 8484 or something like that <laughs> it was horrendous my uh my xbox names were pretty uh me and my buddies <laughs> made some very provocative Xbox names. One of my buddies was a throatful and he got banned. They made him change his name. <laughs> and uh I forget what one of mine was, but I got the whole code of conduct thing and I had to change mine as well. So yeah, back oh, in the yeah. the mid two thousands when Xbox Live was a big thing, that's what we did and we played like the first Call of Duty, Call of Duty Four, I think it was the big one. That yeah. Modern Warfare 2, we played the shit out of those games, and those were great times. And then too many people complained about our names, I guess, even though we were, <laughs> getting, we were getting killed by seven-year-olds saying they just screwed our mom or something, but you know. Oh, but I, 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 was, uh, I, was, I was one of those seven-year-olds, but I, was, <laughs> Probably. I, I never had a headset, so I, I, I could never scream it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of Xbox names, that reminds me of uh, uh, YouTube. On uh, YouTube, um, I've, I've got a, a channel that's kind of, it's it's name that you see is Hugs, H-U-G-Z. Um, but to find it, you might need to type in Burger Gaming 09 because um, that's the original name of it. So I, I'm not sure how the YouTube algorithm works, but there's a there's a couple of my uh, guitar solos on and covers on there. Nice. Um, right on. Well, if you want to send me those links, I, I can always add those to the show notes as well. That way 
I just copy and paste them in there. That way, when anyone listens to an episode on their phone, they can just scroll down from... I use either Spotify or iTunes, but usually you can find the information on there. They can just click the link and it takes them to your music. So, Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send all those links through. Right on. Awesome. Well, so so is, is this podcast on Spotify? Yes, it's on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much Amazon. I don't know what all. There's all sorts of different things like Google podcast basically any of the major streaming platforms it's on okay fantastic but yeah spotify seems to be our biggest one of where we have the most traction at least i i don't have access to see all the downloads and stuff from other stuff i can only see what's been downloaded from spotify or itunes okay yes spotify seems to be the most popular place for for music and podcasts i think Technically, it's free because if you get on Spotify, you can make a free account and upload this stuff to Spotify for free. But I actually pay like 20 bucks a month for it to be uploaded to everything. And then all I got to do is just upload it. I don't have to actually physically go and upload it to each individual thing. So it's worth paying the the money just so it's all out there without having to do it individually. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, the, a couple of my friends do the same thing. I think, I think those things are really useful. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it before, but that's kind of the same thing with bands. They use DistroKid, and you can get all your stuff distributed for 20 bucks a year rather than trying to do it all yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I think try, trying to do it all yourself manually would be so much hard work. Yeah. It's worth just throwing out the money and being done with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, too. So. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up, so... Ed, do you got anything else? No, I'm good. <laughs> um, right on. Before before we go, I've just got one question. Sure. Um, uh, a, a couple of my friends and bandmates, I think, would would do quite 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 well on on this podcast. Could I send them your details or your you them uh, your Jesus Christ? Could I send either <laughs> you? their details or them your details to, to yeah. try and set up a podcast with them because I think they do quite well. Yes, yeah, and if they're interested in coming on, have them check it out and they can send an email to me, the one used to do, and we'll go from there. And Debbie Dozy. Yeah, we're we're all about getting more interviews lined up. Right now we've been pretty busy. We've been doing at least two a week. But we were doing like three to four a week. So we kind of slacked off a little bit because it just got too much. And then I haven't been booking a whole lot in advance now just because kind of like with yours, we scheduled, I think back in March, it's been three months now. And it's like, yeah, it's a long time. I have to go and remind people because they forget about it. So I'm trying to keep things not too far booked out. Yeah. On that note, Anyone out there still listening, if you want to be on Dark Side of the Scene, you can send an email to brandon at darksidethescene.com and we'll get you scheduled on a future episode. We're going to wrap this one up, so appreciate you guys sticking around with us. Appreciate talking with you, Hugo. Good night, everyone.
it's on.